get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky NVR bar where the A stands for <laughs> a new, a new yeah. officially no a new yeah. a new as in we're starting a new because it's yes. the season is done yeah that's one word I'll give you that zero one. and zero yep zero and zero there we go okay wow. and uh, let's go starting off coaching right. search 2023 the decision who will they hire <laughs> oh good that was yeah. good I like that <laughs> at the end oh man I feel I I woke up feeling fresh today wow like new year new you hot no alarm opened my eyes bright and early <laughs> and was like wow the broncos are no longer five and twelve no feels good so you didn't wake up and say the broncos are back no they're not back yet <laughs> unfortunately okay, no um, they're so the not off back. season is back and that's when we have our best podcast so it's i was true. excited about that uh, and then, man, bang, 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 news rolling in mm-hmm. on the Broncos coaching search, which we'll talk about in just a second. But first, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe someone said it in the comments. I don't know. I think I got that one on my own. Uh, but DraftKings Sportsbook, get over there. National championship tonight, boys. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about who we got. Just a little and bit the later. Nuggets and Lakers. Yeah, that's what I'm more interested in. I know, me too. Uh, <laughs> it's Nugget season. Um, so anyways... Let's start with the news. Maybe we even just throw it over to Zach in sports. Ah, Whoa. Well, let's just start with the news this morning because there was <laughs> a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of news this morning. Guys, the Denver Broncos coming into today. We knew about three candidates that they had already requested permission for or were already on their candidate list. But today we found out three more candidates. The Broncos have requested interviews officially with Dan Quinn this morning, ah. with Raheem Morris, mm-hmm. and with D'Amico Ryans. All three defensive coordinators. Just what the Broncos need, baby. Defense. Defense again. <laughs> let's go. And uh, one of those guys, first-time defensive coordinator. Does that ring any bells? It does. Yes, it reminds me of, of uh, Vance Joseph. Uh, oh, sh- sorry. I shouldn't have said first-time defensive I should have said would be a first-time head coach coming from defensive coordinator. Yes. That reminds me of Vance Joseph and Big and Fangio. And Big Fangio. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Interesting names. Um, I think all of them, I think all of them have the CEO brand in common. Mm, um, and, they do. You know, D'Amico is a little bit more, more interesting because I think he is considered a young up-and-comer, which is like, mm-hmm. you know how Madden and the players have tags? <laughs> right. Like, yes. right. Could, oh, you be, could you be like young up-and-comer and tagged uh, CEO type? Double tag? Or has it got to be one or the other? Well, they don't have coach tags, so you can't look too literally. You know what? I, I, I think he could be CEO type tag. Okay. Yep. I'll give, oh, him, I'll give him the double tag. Some valuable tags. <laughs> tag, tag, tag. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's done a great job. The one thing there... I think that you just worry about is it's an incredibly talented defense. True. Um, it's not as if there was some sort of turnaround here. Right. Like, like you talked about with like Jim Harbaugh and Alex Smith, you know, like that's impressive, mm-hmm. right? Um, not that what D'Amico Ryans has done isn't impressive, but in the end, I wanted to get back to my mm-hmm. original point, which was a lot of CEO types mm-hmm. uh, in, in this list. Are we digging into D'Amico Ryans now or later? Should I share thoughts? I'll share thoughts. Share thoughts. Sure. He also runs a 4-3. Mm. That's the other thing. And who knows? Like, four if you're real s- kind of coming back in vogue. I personally really like it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Unless you want Randy Gregory dropping back in coverage. Which you don't. And see, that's kind of the big thing. And so it would leave you in a weird place. And it's not prohibitive, obviously. But when you have Jonathan Cooper and you have Baron Browning, obviously Randy Gregory has played more defensive end than... They're not like Nick Benito. Those guys can all fit in in sub packages, but it would be an interesting fit. But, 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 but. I think two things that, that were just said could be very contradictory. 
Ryan was just talking about D'Amico as uh, a mm -hmm. CEO type, going to be the leader of this team. And then, Henry, you'd immediately dive into yeah. the scheme he's going to run that has been mm -hmm. run in San Francisco for a long time. Uh, but those two things really, really clashed to me. Um, because if that's one of the first things that he's saying in a meeting, then he's not the CEO type. Now, of course, I, I'm not saying that, that that's what you're mm -hmm. saying he's going to say, but those two things are very different. So, Henry, if you're viewing it from, like, here's what he's going to bring to the defensive side, that's very different than what Ryan's saying about him. And yeah. I just want to be clear, when I talk about CEO type versus any other, you know, archetype for a coach, I look at... The, like I think the word that a ton of people would use about D'Amico Ryans is leader. Mm -hmm. And I contrast that against like Mike McDaniel. Right. No one ever said like incredible leader. Offensive you know? genius. Yeah. Exactly. Offensive genius, young up and comer, those sort of things. So I, I could be wrong. I haven't heard defensive genius attached to D'Amico Ryans as much as I heard, man, this guy... Has these, mm -hmm. guys, has these players playing for him because he is a great leader. And that doesn't mean he doesn't also have a great defensive mind. Uh, it just means that that's kind of where I'm envisioning him is like, you hire him because you think he's a fantastic leader mm -hmm. uh, and you trust him to be the the leader of what you're trying to do. Well, and Ryan, that's how I view him as well because of, like you said, people give him a lot of credit for having the best defense in the NFL, 16 points per game. By a mile, but yeah. People also understand the talent he has. Yep. The Nick, the the talent's insane at really all three mm -hmm. levels, especially in the front seven. And it is because of his leadership, and that's why really after Robert Sala left in twenty after the twenty twenty season, D'Amico Ryan's was already a super hot head coaching candidate last year. A lot of people in San Francisco were surprised he didn't get a job last year, not because he had the San Francisco 49ers defense playing well. It was because of him just stepping up into that role and. Let's just dive in just a little bit of who he is. This is a guy that's been a coordinator for only two years in the NFL. Before yep. that, he was a defensive quality control coach in 2017 and a linebackers coach for three years his entire time with San Francisco. So how can he be this great leader? Well, it's, of course, because he was a, a great player in the yes. NFL for over a decade Roll Tide, a University of Alabama product. He was one of the best in the country playing at Alabama, former second-round pick. So uh, he understands the NFL uh, from a player's standpoint and now from a coach's standpoint. Yeah. I mean, it, he's one of the tougher ones to evaluate, though. There's so many of these guys where you get to say, like, oh, he's done this before, he's done that. D'Amico Ryans, to me, is probably the biggest unknown of, of all of the coaches, especially for Bronco fans. Like, I think other places might be Ijiro Evero, but we have gotten to know right, him right, enough right. That, that here we know him more. He, to me, is just a total wild card. And I think there's obviously a lot to like. He has the reputation of being, again, like you said, the up-and-coming coach who who could be the next, you know, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, just kind of gritty coach, mm -hmm. CEO type, demands a lot. But Mike Vrabel, too? Yeah, Mike mm. Vrabel fits right there, too. But it's Mike uh, Vrabel safe? Oh my God, he should be. Absolutely, gotta be. they do have it. They're going to have a new GM yep. to, to to throw that out there. But no, he should be. He should be. If he's not, I'm I'm in on that too. Man, I was just gonna say off the top of my head, he may jump to number one on my list. Wow, probably not number one, but he would absolutely be in my top three. I mean, the coaching job that he's done there. I feel like you could have given him Coach of the Year every year. Yep, a hundred percent. It's not, let's we'll not get distracted. All right, yeah, who else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike Vrabel. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, who else? So that was D'Amico Ryan. Let's kind of go along those same lines and talk about Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator mm -hmm. of the Los Angeles Rams. And we'll talk about it a little more this week, but Los Angeles Rams, very interesting what may happen there. But D'Amico Ryan, or, or I'm sorry, Raheem Morris officially on the Broncos board. And people may say, well, another defensive coordinator but he doesn't lack head coaching experience. Of course, what was it? Over 10 years ago, he yep. was the head coach, a first-time head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so he does have experience in his background. Yeah, it's an odd one, um, just in terms of, I guess, excitement. Uh, I, ha yeah. I think a lot of this hire and the firing of Nathaniel Hackett was a, a play for excitement. Um, they want to re-energize the fan base. To be honest, I was thinking about this last night, and I was like, man, if we didn't have this coaching search to cover, 
Like, and especially if we didn't at least get a good rust game yesterday, like, what are we talking about the whole offseason? Yeah. Um, so I and think you know what the Broncos had to factor that in. Like, would think, there be any excitement? I mean, the Broncos have literally the entire time we've covered them never been uninteresting. Nope. And I think <laughs> they might have been uninteresting if yeah. they didn't make a move. Obviously, the move had to be made eventually. But this one, I just don't think it's going to excite the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, again, head coach experience, which is valuable to the Broncos, um, you know, has done this defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. defensive coordinating at a high level for a long mm-hmm. time. And I think really fits that, again, CEO type mold that they're trying to, to squeeze mm-hmm. their coach into. I think he's right up there with the most CEO type of all the coaches. You know, it, it's rare that you see somebody have experience on both sides of the ball. Like, it feels like that just doesn't happen anymore. But after he was a head coach with Tampa, he went to Washington. And Mike Shanahan, like, specifically took him under his wing. It was like, I want to help you out. I saw what you did. I want to teach you some of the things, that sort of stuff. And so he goes over there. And then when he left. What was his position? um, I believe he was a DB's coach there. Yep, defensive backs coach. Is that what it was? Yeah. four years. Three years. Yeah. And then after that, he went to Atlanta and worked under Kyle Shanahan as a passing game coordinator, pass game coordinator, wide receivers coach. Um, then he was assistant head coach for five years in Atlanta. Um, he, he was the interim, obviously, when Dan Quinn got fired. So He was a defensive coordinator yes. the year Dan Quinn got fired and then got the interim job. Exactly. So then there's all the defensive coordinating experience. Now this year, the Rams defense has not been good. And that's kind of the flip side. You don't worry too much about that part in particular, though, probably with somebody I mean, like Ricky Morris. They had a Super Bowl-winning defense last year. Which definitely helps. But, um, yeah, Wait, I mean... Was he on that? He was on that staff. He was, yep. Yep, yep. yep. That he was, was his second... That yes, Last year was his first year. So he's been the D.C. there for okay. two years now. Yep. And the other thing about a coach like Raheem Morris is that there's some crazy stats about the rates at which black head coaches who get fired get offered more opportunities. Yep. So if you're a white head coach who gets fired, you're likely to get another opportunity like five years, whereas it's like 10, 15, or like never for for a, a black former head coach. And because of that, there's kind of that like market inefficiency where this is one of the areas you look to and say like the, the odds are probably slightly better for that type of coach being successful just because they're less likely to get picked. So they're more out there, if that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it's a... It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, yeah and something that has been a problem for a long time. I'll never forget John Embry when he mm-hmm. was fired from CU. Somehow, some way, they, ha- they let him have an exit press conference mm-hmm. after they fired him. Wow. You don't see that. That's uh, terrible. Which was not a smart decision because <laughs> he just ripped into him. And, one of, and that was one of the things he brought up. And that was, what, uh, 10 years ago. So yeah. this is something that's been going on for a long time and something that has not been solved. Yep. And again, like you see Josh McDaniels get more opportunities. They're, they're blackhead coaches who don't get those opportunities. Again, that means that the odds are better of is, success if everything's equal. Is a joke. I almost went earmuffs. Oh, yeah, he's it's terrible. Tour. It's Monday he's morning. He's terrible. I don't earmuffs <laughs> it up yet. Also, um, we won 10 games with Josh Freeman. That's impressive. Yeah. Only Josh seven Freeman total wins like the a, other two seasons, one before, one after when he got fired. But Josh Freeman is not a good quarterback. Josh Freeman feels like a shooting star, like. It's bright for a second. Everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, who's this yeah. guy?" And then yeah. just gone. Totally flamed out. Yeah, the, his career record as a head coach is twenty-one and thirty-eight. Now, of course, you don't look at that and say, "Nope, we're we're not going to interview him." Obviously, the Broncos aren't doing that, but that's just something to keep in mind here. And and why yeah. he only lasted three years in Tampa Bay as their full-time head coach. Yep. And I something to add on to that. He was the interim head coach in Tampa Bay before getting the full-time head job. He did such a good yep. job as the interim head coach that, that that's why Tampa Bay kept him as the head coach. He did such a good job taking over for Dan Quinn when he was fired in Atlanta uh, that a lot of people in Atlanta thought he should get that head coaching job. They moved on. A lot of people thought it was the wrong move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the Lands, Rams I'm sorry, were able to land him last year, people just loved that, getting that experience, especially to go with the younger uh, Sean McVay. So he is he is very highly respected throughout the league. And also, I feel like we'd be doing a disservice to our listenership and the problems that exist in the NFL if we didn't bring up the fact that the, the Rooney rule now states – you have to uh, um, interview two external minority candidates, mm-hmm. uh, and the Broncos are 
so far interviewing two external minority candidates. Yeah, yep. exactly. And, and, and those are the two. And they can, of course, interview more. And, and some names that are out there, they could go after a Gerard Mayo, although we're seeing Gerard Mayo get some interviews to be a defensive coordinator position. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So we have three names that came out today, three names we knew coming into today. So that's mm -hmm. six right now. We'll see if the Broncos keep it at six or if they widen that search later today. Tomorrow, after they interview these guys, maybe they say, we need to see more and continue to, 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 to uh, stretch that. But what's interesting is last year they interviewed 10 people, which mm -hmm. was a huge amount. If they just stick with six, that's th this very well could be the final list right here of oh, guys yeah. that we're talking about. And there's one name we haven't mentioned yet. And let's talk about him after I tell you about, I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Guys, the Mile High City Golden Ale is a thing of beauty. Not mm. only is mm. the beer really good, but just like Broncos Country Ale, the can is amazing. You get the fresh nugget skyline logo there, and it just came out last week. So make sure to get your hands on some Mile High City Golden Ale to represent your nuggets. If you want to represent your Broncos, get the Broncos Country Ale, and you can find all of these over at breckbrew.com where they have the beer finder right at the top. You click on that. And it'll show you wherever you can get any of these beers. And, of course, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. And we got the uh, retro party coming up mm, for yes, the launch mm -hmm. of the new can. I, I believe it's Friday. I don't know, though. Anyone? Anyone? We'll I don't know out. either. It's Colorado exclusive, though. Ooh, hell yeah. I haven't had one yet, so I can't wait to try it. At the launch party. There we go. There we, there go. we go. Actually, I'll be out of town. And also DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we've been making a lot of bets recently. Um, all my all my season long props have just been coming in. This is a great weekend, or mm. was a great weekend, because you just the the Bears under six has been clinched for a couple weeks. Under six wins, finally just get the money yesterday. There's a bunch of those. Payday. I'm just watching the the Lions game last night, and I needed under 333 and a half rushing yards from DeAndre Swift for him to not hit his season over. And so you're just sitting there like ah. This is the easiest bet of my life, and I'm just going to get the money. So that was an awesome weekend, and uh, hopefully some of you guys had that same feeling. If not, there's going to be plenty of opportunities going forward. And if you have not started betting with DraftKings yet, then you can get in on an awesome special, special which is a $5 bet on any game in the, the wild card weekend. You'll get $200 in free bets if you hit that money line. So it's a great way to start your account. Playoffs are a great time to bet. Um, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMBR. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. A lot of people, you know, this time of year around the holidays say, uh, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. My friend Henry says it's the most dangerous time ah. of year. Uh, lots of ice out there. People slipping and sliding around. Got to be careful. Um, so make sure you call 303-602-4912 or sign up online at denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Don't mess up the com. I always mess up the com when it's org. Ah, that's true. And uh, you can check out their affordable plan choices. Most of it's set up for people who... Don't get it through their job. Maybe you're an independent contractor. Um, so check out our friends over at Denver Health Medical. Make sure you get in on their fantastic options for everyone. And let's talk about Dan Quinn. Does that name sound familiar to you guys? It does. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe 365 days oh, ago. Oh, yeah. We're sitting right here. Yeah. The night before, I'd listened to the Dan Quinn podcast mm. on some guy, some like motivational guy's <laughs> podcast feed and sitting here talking about how impressive he is, which he still is. He, he is. is an impressive individual. He is a very impressive human. And I'll tell you what, anyone you talk to, people that have worked for him, worked with him, worked around him, and especially players who have worked under him, love him as a football coach, as a leader, as a motivator, and probably most important, as a person, just how good of a guy he is. And that's all we heard last year. And Ryan, you were so motivated after really listening was. to Dan Quinn's the podcast that he did. Every player that's ever been around him loves him. Did you guys see the quote from Micah Parsons, I believe, like two or three weeks ago? He said, wherever Dan Quinn goes, I'm going to go. 
So, and it's like, well, you're under contract. I don't think you can really do that. Does <laughs> he think but, this is the transfer portal? <laughs> right. But but I mean, that's just how one of the best players in the NFL is like, yep, wherever he goes, I'm going to go. Even if it's not true, he just loves him that much. I mean, wait, that, so definitely sign Dan Quinn so you get Micah Parsons in free agency. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then you have Micah Parsons and Pat Sertan from that draft. There you go. <laughs> um, so that just shows how much he is loved. And of course, he was a finalist, essentially, with the Broncos last year, decided he didn't get a job last year to be a head coach, so he went back with the Cowboys because they paid him a ton to come back. Mm -hmm. And what's he done? Well, he's had the, the Cowboys defense rolling again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doesn't excite me. Uh, Doesn't excite me at all. Um, Ryan, just go back in your head 365 days ago to that motivational podcast. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, this... Sometimes I feel like I feel like there's a phrase for this. I just can't think of it right now. But like if something seems obvious, it probably just is obvious. And this Broncos coaching search feels really obvious. Mm -hmm. You know what? I don't know exactly who it is. Someone in the building really wants to jump uh, Jim Harbaugh, someone mm -hmm. far above George Payton. Someone in the building really wants Sean Payton or is at least highly intrigued by Sean Payton. And then George Payton says, well, hey, uh, if you guys Oh, I'm over here, right? Hey, hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got this guy, Dan Quinn. They're like, okay, George, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. So, John Har Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, like, it's a in my opinion, it feels like swing for the fences, and if you don't hit a home run, then you fall back on your third option, uh, Dan Quinn. And boy, is Dan Quinn George Payton's guy, not just because... You know, he was in the running last year, mm -hmm. and, and they, they've wanted to work together in the past. But if George Payton wants to keep his job for the long term, we talked about it last week, Dan Quinn's his guy to bring him in. Because if Dan Quinn were to bring in a general manager, he'd probably bring in George Payton, yeah, potentially. Or he'd be at the top of the <coughs> list. So this is a perfect pairing for George Payton. And there's a lot of ways that Dan Quinn would make sense. Not only the pairing with George Payton, but the pairing with Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. he's worked with him in the past, and last night Russell Wilson had some very complimentary went things. Went out of his way went, to bring up his name. Exactly. Yeah. Went out of his way to bring up his name. Gives me a little hint that I think Russ also knew that he was going to be in this conversation. Mm -hmm. So maybe Russ, they're keeping him in the conversation uh, a, a little bit because essentially after the game, Russ was asked about Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. He mentioned those two guys and then said there's also uh, some good candidates out there like Dan Quinn, like Evero. It's like, okay, you just want to throw out Raheem Morris as well and maybe give us D'Amico Ryans too, Russ? I, 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 he might as well have. He might as well have, but... It's clear there is, in my opinion, this is a three-man race with a very clear top two and a consolation prize. Yep. Mm. And I, I get the same feeling you do where it's like, oh, Dan Quinn, okay, you go ahead, let it happen, see, it's John, give him it's a It's the run. John Fox move. It feels that way. You need the it's coach to get you from really not point A to point B, but really point C back to point B so you can eventually get to point A. Mm -hmm. It's stability, isn't it? Yes. It's mm -hmm. bringing in a good leader that's going to be the adult in the room and just have everyone's respect, and there's not going to be embarrassments. There's not going to be unacceptable games like we heard them talk mm -hmm. about right after they fired Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. Yeah. But that's where, again, just a staff builder. You know, he comes in, he picks the offensive archetype? coordinator. I, th I mean, I guess probably, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that is in college football. Slash staff builder. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what it is. Like I, I think I would. I th I think he'd try to keep Ejiro Evero around. Mm. I think that would make sense, just because I, it's one of those things where if it's not broken, don't fix it. I'm not sure if Evero would want to stay, given he could. I guess he'd be under contract. So if Quinn wanted him, he would have to stay. Yeah, you would think though if Evero really wanted out that they you, wouldn't hold him against his. You don't want to force words somebody to stay. Of That's Miles Garrett, did you hear about this whole thing with Jadavian Clowney being sent home from practice last week after he said ninety-five percent chance he's not back next year? That's yep. all I heard. I didn't hear the Miles Garrett. Part. Uh, Miles Garrett followed up with a quote: "We want volunteers, not hostages." Yep. Wow, <laughs> and it really helps if you're a volunteer making millions of dollars, right? Yeah, I was thinking like Pete. Peyton Manning's not available. I don't know why you want to volunteer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe he's pointing to uh, the quarterback. Well, no, they have Deshaun Watson. Well, it's Hendon so. Hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. I mean, you you wouldn't you you could bring back Evero. 
uh, and that would be, a, a, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of start of it. To be fair to Dan Quinn, last year when he pitched his idea to George Payton, it is, it is said that his plan was to bring in Mike McDaniel as his offensive coordinator. And so mm-hmm. you have to give him some, you know, a pat on the back, a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, yeah. But he wouldn't have been able to do that anyways, no. though. Well, that's not necessarily true because the Broncos made their hire weeks before uh, the Dolphins did. So it's it's possible that the Dolphins weren't even in on Mike McDaniel, and he could have already been signed up as the Broncos' offensive coordinator by the time they, you know. But it doesn't matter because it would have been an upgrade, so they could have yeah. still interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, I just don't even think he would have been on their radar. I don't know. if they, if they picked they He was like their from... last interview of like a million. Yeah, but I mean, it, he would have been elevated to an even higher standpoint well, no, I guess he would have been. Wasn't he? No, he was their offensive coordinator. He was the 49ers offensive yeah. coordinator. So they couldn't have done that. They're, Kyle Shanahan could have allowed him to go, but yes. it, it was not a guarantee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is that was the yeah. thought. I think mm-hmm. it's because he doesn't have he, he didn't have play calling duties. So there's like a okay. a loophole in the where you can obviously any team can say no. Right, right. But right, I think right, it is right. still like allowed. Uh, if, if you upgrade someone to play caller. I remember when the Broncos went after Rich Scangarello, though, the 49ers, there were three guys that the Broncos were interested in, and they said, you can't have these two guys. And I think Mike McDaniels was one nope. of them. Uh, and, of course, the one guy they did allow the Broncos to have was Rich Scangarello. Yes. Um, so I, I don't – but but I, I understand what you're saying. He He had a good idea of bringing Mike McDaniels in. But now there's no it, S on that. You keep making him related to Mike John. McDaniel's <laughs> in, bringing him in. You know, just Mike McDaniel in. Yeah, there. No, uh, Mike McDaniel's in. No. Yeah. No S. Bringing Mike, Mike McDaniel, McDaniel in. In. Ah, it sounds weird. No, Mike McDaniel's <laughs> in. Uh, <laughs> no, it is. I know that's not what his name is. But it just rolls better. Um, but uh, there's already just so many rumors that his offensive coordinator would be a done deal. He would reunite Schottenheimer with Russell Wilson because that's what they had. And I just don't love that off the top uh, off the top right away. After doing such a good job with Russell Wilson, why did those two separate? They hated each other. I have no idea. And so that's why, to me, yeah. it's like, why why are these guys a package right away? So I hope that there's more mm-hmm. of a conversation there. I love what Schottenheimer did with uh, Russell Wilson, but I just I have a little hesitation just saying, oh, if you get Quinn, you're getting Schottenheimer. Yeah, I mean. You don't know what you got till it's gone sometimes. It's, it's very mm-hmm. true. But what if Schottenheimer's like, yep, I've been there, done that. Don't want to do that again. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he would do that. I don't, I don't buy that that's what would happen. I just, you, when Russ is campaigning for a guy to get fired, but that's the rumor, I guess. That's the reports. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just don't see why you'd put them back together. When you get humbled like Russell Wilson did this season... I think it changes your perspective on a lot of things. But Schottenheimer would want to join that? Maybe I guess not. it's a promotion. But, yes, yeah, so that's the thing. is I think both sides would have good reasons to not do it. Yeah. I, we'll I, see. I agree with you. It I think it's just odd. too easy. That That's where I'm at. I just yeah. don't want it to be like, oh, you're getting Dan? He's already got his OC. Yeah. Right. That's been the conversation for three months now. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. So we've talked about five, I think. Who's the sixth? Uh, well, then there's uh, Evero. Evero, yeah. Oh, and Evero. And Evero. And the latest on him is he is expected to be the Broncos' first in-person interview that they're going to have. An only in-person interview on the books now. An only in-person interview and likely the only in-person interview that will happen this week. So this is at least going to be a two-week process. And January 17th, that date is thrown around. Why? And, of course, it's mostly thrown around with with Sean Payton. That's when the Broncos can start interviewing Sean Payton in person. It's also next week is the first time that the Broncos can interview any of these guys that are under contract with a different team in person, even guys who aren't in the playoffs anymore. So who would that be? That would be Raheem Morris. He's the only one. And Sean Payton because the Saints aren't in the playoffs. But all of these guys, the NFL changed the rule last year, uh, is that what happens is they give this week off to guys so that they can prepare for interviews, so that they didn't have to be preparing for interviews last During week. During the game, yeah. um, So they could interview some of these guys that aren't in the playoffs virtually this week, but they can't interview them in person until next week. 
They could interview Jim Harbaugh in person this week, but his scheduling made it so uh, he's just going to virtually interview. They're going to interview with Evero this week in person, and then the rest will be next week. And maybe even you'll get a second round with Harbaugh in person next week. You know, it's crazy. I was thinking about this Jim Harbaugh report that he didn't have the time to interview this week. And <clears throat> full disclosure, I am making my way uh, down to Mexico uh, at the end of this week, a little mm. post uh, postseason trip. Are you saying Jim's going to be down there too? No. Ooh. What I'm saying is, it is there's a chance that I run into some NFL head coaches whose seasons are over down there oh. because it's a huge destination. Uh, where I'm going is a huge destination for NFL Ooh. coaches after the season. <laughs> and then I thought, Jim Harbaugh can't even interview with the Broncos <laughs> this week because he's got recruiting on his plate. Yep. The NFL job is so much more attractive than coaching in college. It's way better. 100%. There is no trips to Cabo when you're in, in the NFL. No. Or no. when you're in college, I should say. Right. No, not at all. You just have to, you're on the phone, you know, on a plane. On, and, and I think that's why Jim Harbaugh wants to co- wants to come back to the NFL because he wants to go to Cabo in the early part of January. Well, I think he wants to go to the playoffs first <laughs> of all. I think maybe in February he'd be down. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's obvious why someone w- would want to come to the NFL. Mm-hmm. There are challenges that present themselves. You have to kind of carry yourself in a different way, but he knows how to do that inside and out already. Um and I think the his age combined with the workload combined with the fact that we talked about before that it feels like Michigan. I have a hard time imagining him, him getting to a higher height than back-to-back playoffs, back-to-back wins over Ohio state. No, that, that that's it. That that's really the peak for him. Mm-hmm. And I think he understands that. And that's, I think why he's playing this game. And if he was playing this game just to get a new extension from Michigan and a new contract, you would think Michigan would have ponied up already because now he's making it very public that he's talking with the Broncos, mm-hmm. that he's going to interview this week. You think Michigan would step in and do that. And we're going to talk a lot about uh, specifically all the updates with Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. I think tomorrow we'll, yep. we'll, we'll really jump into that. Uh, and so there, there's a little bit more information that came out on this coaching search today. And again, we'll dive into this part a little deeper throughout the week. But there's a couple of new openings for competition for the Broncos and who they want to get. Of course, mm-hmm. we talked about how the Broncos have an opening. The Colts have had an opening for a while, and the Panthers have had an opening. The Texans last night, again, a second year in a row, one and done with their head coach. By far least attractive job available. Huh. By far. Number two overall pick. Yep. Young team with some talent. Yep. Ownership? Yeah, I mean, you might get, you might get uh, ten games before they fire you. It's true. It's mm-hmm. true. Oh, least you said, least. Okay, thank goodness. I thought you were saying most. I saw Henry's gears turning. Like, I was like, so what hard. is the appeal? I was, I was like, like, they have they have like hundred and thirty million dollars in cap space. I guess like yeah. Th- so there, but no, that's there, terrible. There are things like that. Cap space, number two overall pick, um, but historically bad franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say historically bad ownership. Um, terrible people in charge and just an organization that has pressed wrong button after wrong button for what feels like a decade now. But that's the weird thing is that from 2014 to 2019, six seasons, one losing record. One one record that wasn't a winning record. It's not even 500. But it was Bill O'Brien. Like Bill O'Brien made those like two dumb trades and then everything has just spiraled so far since that so maybe it's not quite a decade. Maybe it's half a but, decade but no, where they keep you, pressing the wrong button. Exactly, but totally feels like it. Yeah. Like it feels like they're terrible. And but I don't always been. I don't really even think we need to debate this one because I think the coach that they're going after is going to be so different from the coaches that the Broncos are going after because I think they're gonna want to get a young offensive mind to work with the number two overall pick mm. who's going to be a quarterback. So I really don't think that it matters regardless of if it's a better job or not. I agree with you. I mean, the organization's an an absolute mess. It just, if you want that number two overall pick, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton are looking for a rookie to come in with. Yeah, I think it's right. And I just, how could anyone want that job? I mean, obviously, you know, you get elevated and And you take your shot. A a young up-and-coming coach. Aside from that, man, these people talk, you know, 
these coaching circles are tight. And you can two guys, including Lovey Smith, who is a legend in the coaching community. Mm-hmm. Um, you can him after one year when he had that roster to work with. It's just that's a joke to me, and I think it's going to make it really hard for them. Like, <clears throat> I want to say even last year, Eric Bieniemy turned down an interview with them or uh, hmm. turned down an offer. Well, and the reason that that they're able to hire someone is you offer them a five year deal and you offer it to a first time coordinator. Uh, or a coordinator who would be a first-time head coach. Who would they go for? Like, Getze? Uh, um, or... Uh, ben Johnson? Yeah. Uh, both of the Eagles coordinators uh, yeah. are hot already surrounding the, surrounding yeah. the Texans. Gannon, the defensive coordinator in Gannon. particular. Yeah. yeah. And he's he was connected with them last year, too. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, again, I think it's very different circles. So the Broncos don't really have to worry about that. But the interesting one, which I think we'll talk about a lot later this week... The Arizona Cardinals job is now officially opened. And just like the Broncos want to go big, they want to go big as well. Or they want to go with Vance Joseph. I mean, it's like they're they're swinging for Sean Payton, want to be in the conversation with Jim Harbaugh, or they're just going to promote Vance Joseph. It's like, what? what? (laughs) The spectrum there is wild. And it was reported that Vance would be the favorite Yep. if they Mm -hmm. fired Kingsbury. And that was just yesterday. So it was like very fresh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go right ahead, I suppose. Uh, probably most dysfunctional organization this year in the was, coaching was oh, the uh, yeah yeah was the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. As um, our friend uh, Johnny Venerable told us, he laid it out so beautifully. And I think uh, Ian Rapport basically just quoted what he said on our show yep. in a tweet today, <laughs> just laying out all of the terrible things that went down in Arizona this year. Um, their owners are, uh, I believe, pronounced Bidwell. Mm-hmm. Oh, they can't bid well no. against the Broncos owners. Uh, good luck in that bidding war because if money is at all a motivating factor for a guy like Sean Payton and the Broncos want him, they can literally just play like blank check game. 30 mil a year? No. 50 mil a year? No, a hundred million a year. Sure, I'll take it. We uh, <laughs> we got to talk about that later. There's a lot to talk about this week, which I'm really excited about um, because uh, I think the Broncos may have to offer more than just money when it comes to that. Even though they have the most to offer in terms of money, they have may have to offer more, and especially when it comes to that Cardinals job. Because what else did the Cardinals do this morning? They can their GM. Mm, I didn't know that. He's gone. So now they could say. Uh, who wants all the power in this organization? It's already out there that the Broncos would do that if they want it. Well, and so the Broncos... I thought you were going to say ownership stake. Well, <laughs> I think that's in it too. Mm, Potentially. Want- and, and I don't know exactly where other owners stand with that, but how are the Minnesota Timberwolves able to make the moves they did last year? Yeah, I mean, they got Tim Connolly because they made him a part owner of the team. Or that's never actually been confirmed. It was just oh, reported. Really? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of odd hmm. in that way, but, uh, I know you can't do that with players. That is against the rules to give players ownership stake. I think you can do it with coaches. And if that's the case to me, it's just like, if they're going to have to welcome someone into the ownership group, it's going to be Harbaugh because of his personal connections his personal, already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably. But again, like the way everything flamed out the first time. I'm not sure if you want that guy in also still kind of owning the team after that happens, if it happens again. Well, it's be, if you do that, though, you're just giving him GM control, too, and that's why it flamed out True. for the most part is because True. he didn't get along with the GM and wanted more control. But if it's happened before, it could have... I mean, it doesn't have to be with the GM. If that you, give him, the if you give him all the control, though. There There's could no, also... Yeah. I mean, in the ownership thing, there can be a... We buy it out if you yeah, fire you. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Right, or you... Like, if you're fired but before this date you have to sell or whatever um so there's a ton that's going on a competition of who the broncos have uh some of these guys will be interviewing i would imagine with some of these other teams and we're going to be following it all and what also makes this a great time of the year is we also still have playoffs to watch i know the broncos aren't playing but i still love it saturday we get two games Mm -hmm. sunday we get three games and then Monday night football next week, we get games as well. And I want to get your guys' DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. It doesn't have to be playoffs if you don't want to go that route, but there's one that I just think is so juicy. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
to beat mm. Dan Quinn and the Dallas oh, Cowboys shit. next week in Tampa Bay. Right now, the Bucks are plus 120, and I think this is going to keep going toward the Buccaneers. So I would recommend getting in now. I'm already <clears throat> in on the Bucks. This is a Cowboys team that is certainly not limping into the playoffs, but their game yesterday, they had something to play for, and they got beat by Sam Howell making his first start, and they got beat mm -hmm. badly. Yeah. This Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is certainly not a juggernaut, but Tom Brady in the playoffs at home going up against a, a good Dallas team, but one that's struggling a little, little bit, oh, boy, that, that to me is upset all the way. It's going to be 16-3 yep. to three with – Four minutes left. Yeah, Tom's yeah. gonna lead him down. Okay, sixteen to ten. Yeah. Three and out. Tom leads him down. Seventeen, sixteen. Final score. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if you're doing that, you might jump on that Ravens money line too. Ooh. Plus two forty. And against the Bengals. Yeah, it sounds like Lamar's probably going to be back. But if you get in now before that line moves, it's that's true. probably the way to do it. Your daddy will be totally screwed. I need the Mahomes. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I need you the Mahomes Slayer in in the playoffs. Uh, wow, that's very true. Yeah. Speaking of that, my DraftKings pick of the week: a parlayed Chiefs to win the Super Bowl with Jokic MVP, twenty to one odds. I feel really good about that. Wow. Can't, Henry, a big Chiefs guy. I'm going to be dancing on the grave of that bet. <laughs> feel free, but it's not going to happen. Only on nobody's one side beating Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that. I Joe, hope you're right. Joe Burrow. <laughs> I hope 20, you're right. 21 odds is great, though. It is. Isn't it, that is, insane? Is Jokic the favorite yet? No. Okay. No. Fourth right now. Oh, still? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, speaking of I Jokic, think second now. I'll look it up right now. I'm, I'm already on the tab. Okay, cool. Um Speaking of Nikola Jokic, why isn't there? Uh, I have him on. Oh, he is second now. Good call. Yep. Thanks. Fourth last time I looked. And they hadn't done anything yet, so those other guys <laughs> must have had <laughs> bad games. Um, Nuggets playing the Lakers tonight. I saw you in the comments, Alvin, no chipmunks. I'll never forget that. Why no chipmunks? Um, we love chipmunks. We do. So Anthony Davis, is he playing? Doesn't matter. He never plays. Um, Jokic over one half three. So he's just got to make one three. Wow. Not great juice on it, but it's minus 150 right now. He's yeah. been making one. He's been shooting as good as he's ever shot. Uh, he's shooting like step back threes all of a sudden. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'm going to keep betting that. I also have him over 27 and a half points tonight. Um, should be uh, should be a fun one for the Nuggets. A little SGP there? You could, yeah. Maybe and throw in a Nuggets I have, win too? I also have MPJ over two and a half threes if you want to throw that oh, in. Oh, well. I like that one. I like it. He has. Uh, he's hit a three in four of the last five games, and he has eight threes total in those five games yep. boom there you go and that's yeah. our DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week and speaking of something else that we'll be talking about this week we will be talking about these broncos games or these playoff games in terms of the broncos coaching search because there's i think there's really these games could be really important for the broncos search so we'll be talking about mm -hmm. those later in the week shall we talk to the people let's talk to them i think we have a super chat or did, two did we get american raptors no, we did not. All right, let's Good talk call. about American Raptors first, Hank. Yeah, they uh, they play rugby, as you have heard. Um, although it is their off season, they will return to play rugby again soon. And you're I feel like they should hire Nathaniel Hackett. He'd be great as coach of the Raptors. Wow. Does he have a rugby vibe to him? Kinda. Really? Not like the not like the hard nosed part, but that's the, the thing. Having fun part. Rugby people have a lot of fun. I, it seems to me like a rugby coach would be a lot more like Jerry Rosberg. Fair. Fair. You know, they seem like they, not that Jerry's mean, but it does seem like that kind of intense, sky, kind of scary type of coach would be their vibe. I guess I always manager? Just like Do they see call the, the rugby team at the pub after I, the that's game. That's exactly that, what I was that's thinking. That's like the vibe I'm <laughs> thinking of. Yes, but see, that's the thing is that's why you need the mean guy to whip him in the shape. Oh, uh, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing like hockey players. They have a lot of fun when they go to the bar. Yes. You need somebody mean to yell at them so that they don't have fun at the wrong times. But I think the coach is also at the bar with them too, right? I don't know. <laughs> that could be right. That could be right. But yeah, uh, they play out in Infinity Park in Glendale. It's a cool program they have going, trying to get players who play other sports onto the U.S. national team. And uh, you can get free tickets at americaraptors.com, watch your games or matches, uh, all that sort of stuff at that same website. Um, and you can also follow along with DNVR Rugby to see what's up with the rugby world. There you go. Uh, one of the most popping podcasts in Chicago. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Yes, DNVR Rugby. 
Uh, all right, let's talk to the people. And the first one here comes in from the little Kev. I don't think that Dan Quinn is not. Wait, I don't think that Dan Quinn is not going to be on the Broncos because George Payton is not running the ship anymore. I think there's a double negative there. I think there's but three double negatives. <laughs> triple negative. Yeah. That means it does. <laughs> Which makes a negative. <laughs> he doesn't think that the Broncos will hire Dan Quinn because George Payton is not in charge. That's that's my okay, feeling. So Dan Quinn isn't on. Uh, I don't think that... Dan, oh wait, is that the same one? No. Or is it just a... No. I don't think that Dan Quinn is going to be on the Broncos because George Payton is not running the ship uh, anymore. I do think it's Sean Payton. Well, and really quick, because <laughs> of a little uh, a little typo from the little key, gave us two super chats. So thank Whoa, you so much. We, we really appreciate that. Thanks. Oh, the little Kev. Um, <laughs> the little key. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like to open like a heart-shaped locket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, um... <laughs> Um, so, uh, those yeah, are big super chats too, that, by the, the way. Thank the, you. And Kev, uh, the big Kev. Yes. How about that? Well, his name's like wants to go Kev. by the little Kev. Oh, okay. Well, the, the, <laughs> the little Kev. Hey, my, uh, what was it? AIM name or AOL name? Yeah. Wow. Was, yeah. was Short Singer 62. Short so. Singer? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why <laughs> 62? So I understand that. Um, it's because the girl I liked. Born in 1962? Her, uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No. Um, her, uh, she went to a big middle school. And so they had like class numbers. And hers was 62. What? <laughs> oh, wow. In Colorado? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, wow. like kind of out in the suburbs. Yeah. I don't remember my classes I, being numbered. I definitely did not have numbers in my school. I remember we had the Arctic Wolves and the Timber Wolves. It's like oh. what like schedule you were on. What were you? I believe I was a timber wolf. Ah. Why not a gray wolf? That's the best of all the wolves. I don't know. You'll have to ask Nevin Platt Middle School. I um, will reach out. Wolves are back in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the wolves. <laughs> um, but the li- the the little Kev, what was I? What was his point again? Oh, um, Dan oh, yeah. It, it's a great point yes. that George Payton is not running this show. Mm-hmm. So I think Ryan, you're right. George was like, I really respect Dan Quinn, and they're like, okay, we'll we'll put one of your names mm-hmm. down. They'll sure. be like. Uh, George, the adult table is over, <laughs> over there. The flip side of it, though, is that obviously you have the big two. If you're looking for CEO-type coaches, and Dan Quinn could just be the top of the list after those two. You know, it's him. You kind of have Frank Reich there. But but yeah. he could be the third guy in the eyes of the ownership group, too. And what's interesting is Frank Reich is not on the Broncos board as no. of now. So we'll, we'll see if that gets and added. And even he, I'm not sure I would call him CEO-type. He's just done it before. Yeah. I he's offense guy. He's an offense he's guy. He's offense guy. He's the uh, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles will probably get hired and he'll go be uh, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Oh, uh, yeah. But him, like him and Sirianni back. never overlap. No. Uh, I think they must have coached together. That's why Sirianni loves him so much. Okay. Okay. So he does love him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. that remember after they beat the Colts, Sirianni's running on talking to the crowd. That was for Frank Reich. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love it. I Very love it. intense. Yes, yeah, that is. Um, shall we dive into comments on the website right now? I yes, know we yes. still have a few super chats, which we will get to, I promise. But let's hit some ones on the website. First one coming in from Mile High Till I Die says, guys, that win might not have meant anything statistically, and we might have beat a team who benched its starters in half or at half, but no, damn, that didn't. felt good. No, they played through the third quarter. Yep, through, they yes. benched their starters once they knew they were going to lose. Because they, they got down, to 31-20 first, right? Yep, exactly. So it's into the fourth quarter. Yep, exactly. Says, this year has been so rough, but after uh, after that win and watching Jerry Rosberg's post-game speech, I feel like a million bucks. There's wow. a lot of holes to be filled, and there's going to be a lot of turnover on the staff, but this team believes in each other and continues to fight when there was nothing to play for. I believe in these players. I believe in George Payton, and I believe in the Walton Penner family group, and I really hope we keep Jerry Rosberg around as a special teams coach or something because that dude is a electric speaking of electric mm-hmm. he actually has a job at life electric that he has to do. Wow. <laughs> plug in baby yeah. <laughs> i was talking to quinn miners today and he was just still just all smiley he was like yeah you know the, the the feeling hasn't faded away like i still just feel like we just won that game and that's that's he's not the only one uh, <coughs> were there some uh, nash bronco uh with a comment who who said that last one? Oh, that was uh mile high till i die ah, mile, mile high till i die Quinn was saying the exact same thing. Like, yeah. still just feels like a million bucks. Were there some um, tired eyes in that locker room today? 
You don't? Not actually. Like, no. like they might have had a night last yeah, night? Yeah, maybe that's tonight. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe those guys just weren't maybe there yet. it's all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Nash Bronco comes in. My boys. Boy, did that one feel good. Broncos country, let's sigh. Mm. <sighs> yeah. A sigh of relief that we can put this season behind us and focus on the future. At the end of each day, my wife and I talk about our high, low, and buffalo. For each day, wow. RK, it's not what you might think. Basically, it's your high point, your low point of the day, and something funny or weird that happened during the day. I love this. It's like uh, good, bad, and confusing. Yeah. This sounds like too much of a that. homework project for me every day. I'd get stressed yeah. come like, you know, 30 minutes before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you do the thing at the table when you were a kid? Like, what did you learn today? Yeah, and it's like nothing. Hell no. Yeah. And parents are like, come you, on. You learned nothing. You can't in learn school? nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was one for me, too. <laughs> so I ask, what's your guys' high, low, and buffalo from the season? My high is this win, my low is the Carolina loss, and my buffalo is probably the 49ers game. Go DNVR and go Broncos. Um, so, wait, buffalo is something weird or funny that happened? Boy. All right, I'll choose my buffalo first. Um, it, it was Jimmy Garoppolo dropping back and stepping out of the back of the end zone a la dan orlovsky that's a good one um luckily on his part because he then threw a pick six to bradley chubb just seconds later um my high is absolutely absolutely positively the entire london trip Uh. (laughs) oh yeah um and my low is absolutely positively the loss of the colts worst broncos loss i've ever seen in my in my opinion yeah I've got to go for low. It's it's got to be the embarrassment. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be the embarrassment in LA a few weeks ago. Yep, yep. me too. That's low. The, the high the- might have been that 49er game because yeah, I know it was wasn't fun. like a great game and everybody wasn't full of hope, but they were they're two, two and, one. and one at that point. Like you're still thinking like, yeah, why can't they be 500? I think yesterday is uh, the second the second option um, because it did feel nice, but again, like it was nice compared to the the last couple of months i'll, yeah. I'll take the 49er game because there was still hope yeah i mean that, that's a good one that is a good one hindsight that for sure is it with the 49ers on a 10 game win streak right true now? yep it is a nice blend of hindsight and also it felt decent in the moment you're the, still alive in the moment the difference between the colts game and the rams game for me is that the colts game the rams game was over in like five minutes yeah and so it was just like uh you stop thinking about it like, I'll never forget. Uh, Allie actually has a video. She recorded, like, a two-way video of the last play of the game, uh, of the Colts game. So it's a video of me and her and a video of the field. We are mm-hmm. at the game, of course. And just, like, the look on my face of just utter disgust. It's fourth and one from the five. They had gone for the end zone on first, second, and third down. They go for the end zone again. Yeah. They target Stephon Gilmore again. Mm. It was just like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Like, <laughs> yep. This this is unbelievable. It's 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 awful. really true. I mean that that was such a bad one. I'll go my high, right after the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. They have Nathaniel uh, Hackett. I don't know if that they have they have counts. Russell Wilson. That that was the I think the highest point. Well, that was absolutely the yeah. highest. Yeah, point. But it just yeah. really part of the, the season. season. Well, he asked, "What was your high of the season?" I think I think you include off season. Oh, That's the high man. of the off season. How about like which is included <laughs> in twenty twenty season? What about like the first time Russell Wilson ran out on the field Monday Night Football against the Seahawks? Yeah, before it all fell apart. And then the Seahawks got the lead in that game. Yep. They went up seven zero. And then did the Broncos ever have the lead? I think they tied it up with the Jerry Judy touchdown. I can't remember, but it may have even been ten zero. Literally so. feels like I was in my mid twenties when that game happened. Wow. Man, wow. I mean, uh, another subtle low point was when the Broncos lost to the Chargers because that took them under uh, a, a game under, or that took them to two and four after yeah. having that heartbreaker to the Colts. And then you're sitting there, Russell Wilson's hurt, and uh, man, that was tough. That was. If, the, if Montreal Washington doesn't fumble that punt, not, not, no guarantee the Broncos win. But if he just catches that punt and Cody Parkey makes makes a forty eight yard field goal, the Chargers are not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the 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 Buffalo one is yesterday when Brandon Staley played all those guys. Yeah, you were. It's bad yourself. There's also when he Dalton was, I can confirm. shoved Brett Rippon. Oh, that's another one that fits in that mold. I think. 
Yeah, that's a bad one. All right, uh, next one is from Jihan. My wife, my wife works for the Texas Stars, which is Dallas's mm-hmm. AHL affiliate. That's where Jerry's son plays. That's probably where this is going. Turns out Jerry Rosberg's son. There you go. Jared I mean, why is a defenseman on the team. Just a fun little connection. Yeah, and he yeah. just had surgery um, a couple of weeks ago and up at Stedman, uh, Stedman Hawkins. Hawkins Clinic in Vail. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why he's been around, being able to be with his dad as he coaches two NFL games. I actually feel like they might have squeezed out Hawkins. Stedman? It might just been. be Stedman's now. It's crazy that's in Vail. I think it is Hawkins as well, though, okay. because Draymond was there a couple of weeks ago and posted it on his Instagram story, okay. and it was yeah. tagged that, I think. Maybe they just haven't updated the <laughs> That's the also Instagram true. Yeah, yeah, Having yeah. that in Vail is just insane, though. But everybody's just so rich that it's like, there's no there's no need to put it in Denver, somewhere where it's reasonable to get to. Mm. It's like, yeah, no, just just get on your plane to to the Vail Airport. Get a flight to Vail. Yeah, that's how you're, that's how we're gonna do. I mean, this. if you're Stedman or Hawkins, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're like, why am I? What I, I like skiing. So. I want to be in Vail. We're doing this in Vail. So yeah. are you saying Stedman bought out Hawkins or fired him? I don't know. I don't know. I could be making this entire thing up. <laughs> I know there was that three man. Law team here in Denver. What was that? What were those guys' names? One of them got squeezed out. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I know who you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, next one coming in from Cooking with Russ says, first of all, just wanted to say great win. It was a fun game to be at. Totally random question. After the Broncos scored their first touchdown and one other time after there was what looked like confetti raining down from the sky. Do you guys have an idea what this is? Thanks for the great coverage. I did not see confetti <laughs> raining down is after touchdown. Fly- I did. Lights? Is that I what did. It looked. I. I don't think it was intentional, or it wasn't from the Broncos. I'm pretty right, sure it was right. like a some ripped up programs, but they were ripped up in perfect little rectangles. Wow. So almost like intentional. I. I actually pulled out my binoculars at one point just to like see what was down on the field because it was just a little bit in the corner of the end zone. A real mystery. Maybe that's what we'll dig into this offseason. Interesting. Yeah, I'll let you dive into that one, Henry. Thank you. Um, so there still is Stedman Hawkins, but there's also uh-huh. a different one just known as the Stedman Clinic. But the Stedman mm. Clinic on the website says formerly Stedman Hawkins. See, that's what I was referencing. But there's no Stedman Clinic Wikipedia page, so the, which would have the history of that. Yeah, it's world-renowned, just like Walmart. (laughs) 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 World-renowned grocery Uh, store, according to Garrett Bowles. It was incredible. The owners of Walmart. That's one of the most renowned grocery stores in the world. To be fair, not a lie. Not wrong. Not wrong. (laughs) No, it's huge. Very well-known around the world. What does renowned mean? Does that mean, like, loved? No. Just known, kind of, right? Yeah. World-renowned. It's a well. I think it does have a positive connotation, though. Yeah. Known or talked about by many people, famous. Oh, it is the most world-renowned grocery store for sure. More renowned or less renowned than Wal- or than McDonald's, which I know is a grocery store, but just comparing. McDonald's probably because yeah. there's Don's. probably there, there's more of them. Okay. Gotta go Don's. Or what is it, uh, Mick? What's the playoff spin? That's what no, Andre no, 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 calls no. it. No, the other one. The McDowell's. Copy yes, McDowell's. Yeah, that one's been kind of in our minds over the yeah, past week. I think week one popped so. up in Denver recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one more on the website from Nashville. Joey says, so far my highlight of 2023 has been Ali muting Henry before he buried himself in another awful take, quote unquote. Gym teacher is an easy job. Anyone can do it. Those are girl movies. Well done, Allie. Ah. Yeah, you know, there's just some things that need to be said. They've been in all of our minds. Mute and Tiffany. Also, there's (laughs) there's things that don't need to be said, which is why we have a mute button. Exactly. Walmart has 10 times as many employees as McDonald's. But what about stores? They're bigger, though. Yeah. Exactly, but fewer. So stores. But again, like. Compared to stores, though. (laughs) I don't know the last time I saw a Walmart, like, actually saw it. I almost see one Mm. driving down to Broncos, but it's just over a hill. Oh, you can't see I mean, I know where they are, but. I, I you don't see them like you do McDonald's. Yeah. I probably passed three today True. or something. They don't really put them in like downtown. No, because they need tons of room because yeah. they're massive. Thirty-eight thousand McDonald's in the world. In the world, wow, okay. that double seems check. Low. It does. Global. Yeah, yep. I don't know what I would think is like a lot. I would have said I would have definitely ended up saying a hundred thousand. Ten thousand yeah. five hundred WalMarts. Yeah. Wow. But again, the reach of a Walmart is so great. Because you have so many employees. Can we compare so many more people per year? Every, okay, every, everyone eats, though. So, like, McDonald's has the biggest reach. 
I guess you could make the case about Walmart too, but I think Subway actually has more stores uh, than McDonald's because they have more stores than Starbucks too, right? Yeah, I think they have the most. That's wild. It really is. Although, like, I think they have all closed. The ones like that I know. If you're just driving anywhere, like, you're gonna pass the Subway. That's that's true. But same, I guess, same with McDonald's. Yeah. Two hundred and thirty million customers per week. Oh my god. In Walmart's. Which is down that from is, 240 million. So keep an eye on that. That is um, gotta keep an eye on that. <laughs> McDonald's. I'm sure the Penners are actually keeping an eye on that. Uh, for they sure. have a strong <laughs> eye on that. Yes. It's probably the 10 million Broncos fans that are pissed off about this year. <laughs> it's true. All right, Henry, you gotta gotta go. You gotta work faster. These yeah, are not the is. things that people often do on the internet. When he's looking that up, should we hop into some more super chats? Yeah, sure. First one coming in, or next one, I should say, coming in from Nathan says, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on hiring a guy like Dan Quinn or Jerry? And if they do bad again, bad again, we blow it up and restart with Caleb Williams. I am of the belief now that the Broncos can't be this bad again. <laughs> We're one day out, and uh, you don't see how it could be bad again. I just, I, I'm just thinking about it. Like, is it really possible for everything to go <laughs> as wrong as it did this year, and the Broncos be worse than they were this year and get Caleb Williams? The only way I could envision that is if they were to cut Russ and you know have to do all the gymnastics that come along with that that we've talked about in the past. But I don't think that's what the commenter was saying there, because I personally do not think uh, that the Broncos are going to do that. And if they don't, I maybe I'm, you know, jinxing it here, which is why I touched wood. But I just there were so many things going all the way back to week one with the two goal line fumbles that are just like, man, if anything starts going the Broncos way, they just they just can't lose like three or less games or they can't win three or less games next year unless they get worse breaks than they did this year. And that seems unlikely. Or it's it's a lot of the problems. Most of the problems are Russell Wilson. And the reason that you don't feel as comfortable saying they're all Russell Wilson is because we've seen signs of hope. Since Nathaniel Hackett moved on, since the play caller has been changed multiple times, you saw signs. So, Ryan, I agree with you. I don't think the Broncos are going to be in a position where they can get Caleb Williams, even if it's bad next year. It would have to be worse than this year for them to have the number one overall Way pick. worse. Yeah. They got five this year. Yeah. And, and it's not as like, oh, if you get close, you can just trade up. Like, no. This year, they would need two wins, would have needed two wins to clinch number one, right? Yeah, and I guess it's possible that... The Bears, so I don't know. Even even then, if the Bears fell apart next year, they wouldn't. They would move on nope. from Justin Fields. Um, so I guess maybe they should do this. Maybe time. it's the Texans, right? Mm. So the Texans, mm. no highest the, sack rate, right up there. Most fumbles, right next most to interceptions. Russell Wilson, <laughs> in Russell Wilson of, was sacked the most of any quarterback this year. Yes, I mean you Played can see a very though. clear yeah. upward trend for Justin Fields. Sure. Um, <laughs> more importantly, four hundred eighty-three million visitors to. Uh, McDonald's per week compared to 200. There we go. Double. Yes, I knew McDonald's was strong. Damn. You called it McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> strong business. Enough, <laughs> enough, enough free ads, though. Until no, they're no, paying no, no, us no. with, you know, Big Macs. Oh, could you imagine being... Could Would you want to be paid in anything else? Since they don't pay us Money. and probably never oh, will, yeah. I'm just going to say I don't like McDonald's. That's F. Boy, you just, Ryan, they probably have a lot of money to advertise with. <laughs> Get you out of America. just messed up a real good partnership. <laughs> wow. Something tells me they're not uh, yeah, doing probably, much advertising probably on not, no. local sports podcasts. No. The Little Kev again, another super chat. He says, Russ Jeez. wasn't the whole issue. I really believe if we get the right head coach next year can be great. great. I don't think Russ sucks. Oof. I don't either. I don't think he sucks. That's a very low bar, and I can agree yep. with that. I don't think Russ sucks, which is really nice. Huge dub. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> very big dub. for. That's what $50 million will get you these days, right? Yep, not sucking. Um, and last one here from Alex Hoy. Harbaugh for Prez. Go Broncos, go Buckeyes, go DNVR. Wait, saying Harbaugh for president and also in the same sentence saying go Buckeyes. Wants him out of Michigan. You typically don't see that often. That's yep. true. Yep, he just wants him gone. He's scared. That's, that's a great feather in the cap for Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> so it, that really is. Every yeah. Ohio State fan wants him to be the Broncos coach. That yeah. is, I think, a great place to leave off because got some vibes from the locker room today Ooh. on Harbaugh potentially uh, 
Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. I'll say that. I love spicy, this. Also, spicy. last thing on the Michigan, Blake Corum announced he's coming back next year. Yeah, so Broncos won't be oh, able to draft no. him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, spoiler, he was the third round pick in my mock offseason dropping tomorrow. Well, that will be changing. Rewrite. Rewrite, indeed. <laughs> Rewrite. All right. We're going to wrap up there. Look out for Henry's piece tomorrow. Yep. You'll see us, of course, tomorrow as well. By the way, noon, that's our new slot. You know, we've been moving around a lot because of the Broncos. Um, but keep an eye. We're going to have a graphic out that, that, that keeps you updated on the schedule. But stay with us. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Noon. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton. Thank you.